Tony Soto Show. All right. If you are able to hear that siren, that must mean one thing. And that is welcome to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is still and will continue to be until the day I die, Tony Soto. So nice to be back with everyone again. Uh, we have we have hit our first round of holidays with Thanksgiving. Um, and now we have to trudge through December to get to Christmas so we can all remember Jesus. Um uh, couple of program notes. I would just like to say first, I want to thank everyone who supported my Patreon page. And if you are watching this live, you are supporting my Patreon page at this moment. Um, I have decided that in 2023, that the Patreon subscribers just aren't to the numbers that I think that it's really worth me taking uh, the people who are subscribing's money. So um, I am going to uh, shut down the Patreon page uh, at the end of the year. Um, and then you will be able to watch the Tony Soto Show live on the Tony Soto Show's YouTube page starting next year, um, every Tuesday. And then of course, for my listeners, it'll come out Wednesday as per usual. So yeah, um, I just thought about it. You know, it was like, I'm very appreciative of the people that um, have taken the time um, to support me for as long as I've had a Patreon. However, um, I'm just not motivated to make extra content now that I am a solo star. You know, it was something when I had co-hosts to help uh, boost morale and keep things going and keep things fun. But now it's just me. And quite frankly, you know, I do a lot of talking as it is. So, um, yeah. So thank you to all the Patreons who have supported me throughout the years. Uh, your money will be missed, but always remember that if you want to support Tony Soto financially, I am the Tony Soto show on Venmo. So please feel free uh, to send me some money anytime. Um, that said, this is my birthday show. Uh, that's right. My very first birthday show on the Tony Soto show by myself. There's no one to sing to me. There's no one to give me accolades and praise. I'm just here trudging through 43 years old. So that if y'all don't know, on December 3rd, Tony will be turning 43. That's right. 43 years young. As long as the Botox holds up, she's 43 year old, 43 years young. Um, and uh, this is also, I got, you know, really, this is kind of the first birthday too outside of like the pandemic. Truthfully, I don't really know that I did much. Well, I, I can't really remember birthdays. That's the problem. Um, but my birthday lies on a Saturday this year. And I was thinking, you know, now that I'm back on the booze, back on the hooch, drinking, having a good time, I was thinking how stoked at one time in my life, how stoked I was when my birthday ended up on a Saturday. Because, you know, then you do like the, you do the Friday thing and then you drink into your birthday and then you go out on your birthday and then you drink into the fourth. And you're like, yes, I cannot wait to be so hungover on Sunday. 
Um, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, you know, maybe the Friday night out into the birthday, maybe on a Saturday, that would be, that would be fine. Like you go out on the Friday, you're, you're drinking come midnight. Everyone is like, woo, it's your day now. And you're like, yeah, it will be. And then you, you, you know, you, you continue to drink and then, um, and then on Saturday, the actual birthday, yeah, maybe just dinner, you know, and maybe an early dinner. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, uh, it's like in 43, is that even a year to celebrate? I mean, of course, we must celebrate every year of life because truthfully, not everyone got to get to 43. And that's not lost on me. I am appreciative of aging every year. Um, but does it need to be a celebration every year? You know what I mean? Like, do we need to, do we need to rage every and is it right is that celebrating like is celebrating age like is the only way we celebrate age is by like taking off years from the alcohol consumption because let's face it we're not getting any younger and that booze that booze affects you that booze affects you that's why it was so easy to quit drinking truthfully i quit drinking and i was like eh, it's fine because here's the thing once you have a three-day hangover like once like you're just feeling right enough to walk out of your house on that third day, you start questioning, you start thinking, you're like, huh? Oh, I don't have three days. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm very busy, so I don't have the three days. At this point in my life, I have to schedule uh, chemical drugs. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, she's still cool. She likes to hallucinate. You know, she likes to take the MDMA on occasion. And I'm thinking that has to be scheduled. That has to be scheduled. And that's easily bumped. I remember back in the day when I would just take drugs on a fucking Tuesday just because. Oh, if you would have told me those days would be gone. Like, honestly, I remember being on like, you know, drugs going to like work. You know what I mean? Or we would call out of work to do drugs because we had priorities, real priorities, the right priorities. But yeah, now it's like, I have to schedule fun. That's why I think I started drinking too, because at least that's a quick, like three drinks and you're, you're hooting, you know, like you're having a good time, chilling out, and then you're, you should be good. But I guess I miss the booze because girl, she is, she is going down smooth these days. Not that I'm overdoing it. I'm just saying there was a week before the holidays that I think I was out for three days a week, not in a row, but three days in one week is a lot. Um, so I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. I hope that you all had like, um, Good encounters with your relatives. I mean, I've gotten feedback from some friends and some had not and some had. And for that, I say great. Um, uh, just to put a button on what I was talking about, I did phone my father on Thanksgiving. I did. I, now, if you recall, before the holiday, I was uh, doing some computer work and the word D-A-D came up from a mouth that came out of the computer, either me or Casey. I don't know who's the fault. I don't know. I don't know who's to blame. I think it might be him. But, and so the phone called and then DAD called back and left a message. And I waited five to seven days torn on what to do because happily estranged. But I did call uh, just to inform him that it was in fact an accident and that I was uh, just calling back to make sure that 
uh, you know that I'm still alive. There's no emergency, no death, still going strong. 43. Um, the call was three minutes long. You know what I mean? Three minutes. And uh, that seems about right. That just seems about right. That, 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 that makes me feel good that really nothing's changed. Because honestly, we haven't talked in 20 years. And, uh, you know, it's like if... And and a holiday call is the best time to like have a call, right? Like, and obviously I was calling, so I had at least 10 minutes to spare. But um, after I got through the questions of what are you doing for the holidays and blah, 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 he literally was like, well, if you're in town, hit me up. (laughs) He was done. He was done. And I was like, well, yep, absolutely. Indeed. Have a good day. Uh, But yeah, so I hope you all had a great holiday. Um, I, I had an unconventional Thanksgiving, which, you know, I decided that I think it was time just to like, do something that had nothing to do with anything, you know, nothing to do with anything. So I decided to go to Vegas. That's right. She went to Las Vegas, Nevada, newly blue Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, I did some gambling and I had a good time. I went home with more money than I came there with. Uh, which was great. I learned crafts, which was very fun. I actually had a successful blackjack run, even though I am a finger counter. That's right. She's a theater student, girls. Like, that's why I'm annoying in Vegas is because it's all numbers. And quite frankly, I am slow. If I see a six and a seven together, it takes me a minute to come up with 13. And the only reason why I came up that quick is because that was the example I knew I was going to use. Because... That was the thing too. If it's a six and a seven, that's a lot of fingers. Like I like it if it's like a five or a three, because then you could be like, oh, eight. You know what I mean? But it doesn't come right away. It doesn't come right away. Uh, so I'm always embarrassed uh, when I'm in Vegas, especially at the blackjack table. Oh, I did play roulette. And uh, now roulette is the wheel. And you guess a number, red or black, odd or even, blitty, blah, blah. And uh, I actually guessed the number that came up. And that was like three to one on my money. So I was like, girl, she was feeling, she was feeling grand. Cause here's the thing. She's also very pretty in Vegas because everyone in Vegas is from the flyovers. You know what I mean? Everyone has a little bit of a limp because I'm assuming gout. Um, Everyone is uh, just a, you know, everyone is, everyone is dressed for comfort in Vegas. And uh, it's funny because I'm like, well, I'm amongst the poors in Vegas, which is fine. I know my place. And then you pass by like the millionaire areas and whatever. And you're like, you know, there's, that's what you think. You're like, you're like, there are two different kinds of Vegas. There are two different Vegases. Like there is the Rube Vegas, which unfortunately I am a part of whenever I'm in Vegas because she ain't got no money. Like, you know, you, you go to Vegas and you're like, you're like, okay, I have, I have such so and so amount of money but that money can go fast you got to be really smart in vegas if you want your money to go uh far because they're trying to get it but you have regular rube vegas which if we're gonna rate it i am like a 10 in rube vegas you know what i mean like i'm walking around feeling sassy and sometimes uh uh i'm dressed no better than these sometimes i'm no i'm dressed no better than these people but there's an air about me you know what i mean especially if i get some drinks i'm very fun at a gambling table i I incorporate everybody because they're all from the midwest as far as i'm concerned it's all aunts and uncles i don't talk to anymore anyway so it's nice to catch up you know what i mean 
Um, or you get the occasional townie that's doing a staycation. Oh, I did a lot of talking in Vegas. But then, then there's that millionaire Vegas, the stanchion line Vegas, the, the high buy-in Vegas. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know what that looks like. I feel like that might be a little bit more violent Vegas because I feel like that's like where you can break someone's legs. That's like leg break breaking Vegas. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Vegas works. It's not, it's not a cute town. It's not like, especially since pandemic, like, you know, it was like when I went to New Orleans <clears throat> and you go to the, the French quarter in New Orleans, where it's usually, you know, crazy, bumping, wild, uh, every bar is open. And like, uh, since I've been there since COVID, it's like bar, shutter shop, shutter shop, shutter shop, bar, you know, it, there, there's some Business is is sparse. And it's the same with the strip in Vegas, unfortunately. There are like whole areas that are just like out of business. And it's like, okay, well, what are you doing with this? Is this going to be development? Are you going to try to re like fill these stores back in? I mean, it's very depressing. And then you have people who are like betting it all, hoping for the best. Um, I mean, I remember this woman came in, she was just dropping tons of money on roulette. Now, roulette is it, <laughs> it's like a 50 50 thing you know what i mean and like she's just dropping like crazy money and, and losing and then at one point it's like well i'm going back to my machines yeah girl go back to the slots go go waste your money there that's all vegas is is a big waste of money however i had a good time i had a good time it was an unconventional holiday i made my phone calls that i had to do with my family i i gambled i stayed in a nice hotel i had good food um I drank and it was just nice. And I was back in LA the next day. So, you know, maybe unconventional Thanksgivings are my new thing. Who knows? Um, let's see. Oh my God. Well, I guess, I guess I can go ahead and take a break. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right. I am back with the show. My birthday show. It is my birthday show. Nobody is singing to me. <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine if i was that sensitive about no it's not even my birthday yet guys my birthday's on saturday but i live alone and i'm in my head um all right today i want to talk about something that is a little close to my heart um in the fact that it is my livelihood and my job um, I read an article today that disturbed me because um, in the last year, in this year, 2022, the year where we were allegedly getting back out into the world and hopefully we survived a pandemic and hopefully we were to we were better as people as a result. But with division politically and having like, you know, one of the worst presidents in office pre Biden, you know, and everyone being hateful and like, you know, like, let's point out what's wrong with all of the minorities and whatnot. It's been tough bouncing back from that because um, in the last year, there's been 124 attacks on drag events around the country. Um, and this is concerning to me. Now, fortunately, 
I I feel like I work comfortably enough in the nightlife that like if you're at you know, I don't know. I can't even say that for certain anymore either because of the shooting that happened in Colorado, which was a nightlife thing. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm here's here's the thing. This, as per usual, my rants are not really all that thought out. But here's where I'm at because 124 attacks on something that is meant to bring happiness and joy is really kind of sobering when you're one of the mascots trying to bring that said joy. Now, uh, I, it should be said that uh, from like the Oklahoma donut shop firebombing that happened uh, because there was a drag event there. Now, still, word is still out on whether or not Club Q had anything to do with um there being drag uh, at at the bar um, or it being tr trans awareness day or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's not hard to tie in the fact that we've become an enemy. We've become an enemy. Drag queens have become an enemy. And um, this, this is, this is crazy to me. Like I, I, I there is no situation where a drag queen is out publicly with the lights on. I'm talking daytime. Let's just talk about drag queen story hour or brunches because I think that's where it starts a lot of the time. Where it starts is these proud boys, these ignorant people want to wrap their hatred under the umbrella of saving children. And so they're going to these events under that pretense that they're that this is this is detrimental for the children. This is dangerous for the children. You are grooming children. And it's like, I don't think you understand what grooming is. Like grooming is an overtime situation. So what you're saying is, is that that like that that a kid comes to a drag queen story hour and is there for an hour and then moves on how much of a grooming effect can that unless that kid is an aspiring queen and is inspired by the said drag queen what is the issue in that amount of time that is going to change your children's perspective on the world in a negative way there's no logic when it comes to putting hate on these places. What you are doing is you are traumatizing the kids who are coming to this space for entertainment. That's what you are doing. And if you cared about the kids, then you would care from that aspect. <clears throat> but that's not the thing. It's not about the kids. It's about your, I don't know. What, what issues do you have? You know, I think about this because it's very easy to to like paint a picture where you're like, um, okay, 124 attacks in the last year. That's got to be all shitty states. And yeah, like a, a majority of them come from North Carolina and Texas. Uh, and shout out to all the queens out there who put on drag day in and day out in one of the most, in, in some of the most difficult states and cities around the country. Like I am 
I consider myself super fortunate because this has not touched me in a way that it's touching a lot of other artists, um, drag artists out there. And a special shout out and be careful to my good Judy Pinchy Queen in Texas. Now, although I know that you aren't reading to children, but I bet I'm sure you're twirling at brunches and brunches are getting picketed too. It's, it's just, it's just so wild that an, an art form that is meant to bring joy, like drag is meant to bring joy. J drag was always something to be laughed at and something to be laughed with and something to be, um, you know, it, it makes me think and it makes me just so angry sometimes uh, at the fucking game show and at RuPaul Charles only for the mere fact that it's like, why? Why did you give something that we have had uh, dear to our community for so long to such an ungrateful audience? You know what I mean? Like, why would you have shared something that is so special and that and that people, drag artists who have lifted up a community for so many years and, and, and made people feel accepted when maybe they're not accepted in their own lives or whatever, why would you give that beauty to such an ungrateful group of people like breeders, like heterosexual uh, uh, people? They don't know what to do with it. That's why the fucking drag race fan base is so goddamn toxic. And now we are so prevalent and so commercial that all the fucking mouth breathers that have a fucking, that have violent tendencies and anger issues and maybe closeted homosexual feelings are coming out and trying to fuck up the party. And listen, this is not just flyover states. This is also happening in New York. This is also happening in Northern California. Now it makes sense because those areas are surrounded by hill people areas, rural areas. You know, it's not a far drive from upstate New York. I'm sure if you're super dedicated to come down from the hills and into someone's uh, good time, same thing goes with California. It's happening in San Francisco. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why people want to crush joy because it's not the joy that they're that they want to have in their lives. Listen, if you don't want to come to a drag, it's so simple. Like literally, we've been saying it since gay marriage. If you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married. If you don't like abortion, don't abort a baby. Like if you don't like drag shows or you don't like uh, the people that come to drag shows, then don't come. I don't understand why you can't just shut it off. And I don't mean, and your ideas of just shutting it off are demented because that your ideas are come in, shoot it up and get crazy. And you know, a lot of these people are parents. A lot of these people are parents and you can't trust parents. All right, here's the thing. Like, it's like when, like this whole like school debate or whatever, like like the, the parents' bill of rights or, you know, do the parents have a say in what is taught in schools? Absolutely not. You should absolutely not. No, you should absolutely not. People who have children should not be making decisions on education. And here is why. And here is why. Because a lot of you, a majority of you, have multiple kids when you have kids. Now, I'm talking to the vessels currently. You know, the, the people who can actually carry the child and, and expel it. 
you willingly and on probably more than one occasion have decided that you want a parasite to feed on your body for nine months, suck the nutrients out of you so much that your teeth turn brown, fucking just hooving on your spirit so hard that your hair thins out. And you're doing this multiple times. You never get your body back. Not completely. The exit door is typically always shattered. And then you have to replenish your fucking body after expelling that. Now nah, you lose shit. You lose essence, if you ask me. When you let a parasite feed on you. Multiple. Oh my God, what if you have twins or triplets? It's a lot of fucking hungry little parasites. And don't think I forgot about the other part of the equation when it comes to making babies. The ones with the sperms. You're no better. Oh, you are no better. Because here's the thing. It's usually a, 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 a group, a, a partner situation. So, you know, as the carrier is losing their fucking minds, so is the fucking person next to them losing their fucking minds as well. In the same way, like phantom pregnancies, men gaining weight, like it's all there. And so then after you do this two, three, four times, God forbid, no, you should not be making decisions about book stuff. What you should be doing is giving hints on how to feed and keep babies alive. That I would trust you with. Obviously, you know how to keep them alive outside of the womb. Congratulations. I will ask you on the best cereals to purchase. I will ask you, what is the best after-school activity for my parasite? That's what I'll ask you. I'm not going to ask you whether or not children should know about slavery. Could you pass a test? This is what I'm saying, parents. You've let your fucking minds, your brains, your bodies, your essence just get depleted. Could you take a test? Take a test. All parents take a test. And I don't know how I got off on that when it came to fucking the, the drags. But I'm going to tell you, it starts there. Now that drag has it been immersed into the ethos so much that children seek out drag queens, that parents want drag queens to be at parties. Parents want to go to brunches and have those big old bowls of booze and get drunk while their kids are with uh, Mammy and Pappy. And since now suddenly our doors have been pushed open and now we must, because we always are an accepting community for the most part. So we're like, all right, let us entertain your drunk asses on a Sunday brunch and let me uh, fucking read to your uh, slack jawed children on another day. Since we're inviting you into our world, I think that it is perfectly fine for as a drag queen for me to tell you what I need you to do to shape up your audience. And the first thing is, is parents need to get out of the kids' classroom. Shut up. You got nothing to offer. You got nothing to offer. Nothing. Let the teachers do the teaching. And stop fucking up drag events. Do you know how 
dumb. You have to look coming and picketing a drag queen story hour. Do you know how sad that is when you're wearing your fucking black t-shirts with your bullshit fuck off Brandon nonsense in it with your tattoos or your anchors with mom on it and your do-rags with your fucking slack jaws and your dirty teeth? Do you know how dumb you look? Do you think you're going to overshadow a queen or a king? You're out of your minds. And do you think that, like, truthfully, that drag artist is going to go home and have a good story, hopefully? But what you did do is you traumatized a bunch of fucking kids. You traumatized the humans that you claim to be protecting. That's what you did wasn't drag and honestly before you start throwing any kind of stones at queens and kings about grooming y'all need to look at your cults y'all need to look at your cults and your cult leaders because honey they are fiddling your kids all right it's the religious ones no drag king or queen want to be around your kids for that long be sensible we know that you didn't raise them right. We want you to take them back. We don't want them. This is fucking nonsense. And if parents really cared about their children's upbringing and how they handle the world, I encourage parents, open-minded parents, to rise up against these proud boy motherfuckers. Because... They're traumatizing your kids. Point blank. Well, it's another alarm, another siren. I guess that means we've come to the end of the show. <laughs> I hope you're well. Um, Y'all, if you like the Tony Soto Show, please go to the iTunes page, subscribe, rate the show, leave a comment. I appreciate every fond word. Um, uh, I will be doing, uh, battle babies every Wednesday. Remember, uh, um, this Wednesday, which is today is the 30th, November 30th, uh, is the final round of battle babies before we go into the semifinals on, uh, December 7th. So come out for stash at 10 PM. If you are in West Hollywood or surrounding areas, um, we're going, we're going to have learn the words bitch on December 5th, and it is my birthday show. And so every year for my birthday, we do a virgins only show. So if you are in the Los Angeles area and you have never performed at learn the words bitch, and it's something that's been on your bucket list, it's my birthday. Come and perform for me. Sign up is at 830 and the show is at nine. That is at Akbar in Silver Lake. So please come out for that as well. I am, I think, done. I'm the Tony Soto Show on Twitter. No, that's a lie. I am, an, I am the Tony Soto Show on Instagram and TikTok. So give a gal a follow and I'll be back again next week. Happy birthday to me. Bye.